Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. If you've been following our continuing series on the conditions, the operating states of existence and their step-by-step formulas to rise from one condition to the next, you're probably expecting, as you should, an episode on the first dynamic danger formula, or the formula as it applies to an individual in the danger condition. This is because our last episode covered the formula as it applies to what Mr. Hubbard refers to as the third dynamic or groups. And in there, we mentioned that when you do that formula, you need to make sure the individuals involved do the first dynamic formula. So we are going to cover that. We'll be covering that in our next episode, First Dynamic Danger. But before we do, there are some peculiarities that directly relate to this condition, danger. And so we're going to cover these first. You know, I have never asked anyone this question. And I personally have never been asked this question. But it is kind of an interesting one. And the question would be, do you have a favorite condition or operating state and formula? I guess the thinking man's answer would be, yeah, sure. I love the power condition. I mean, that's at the top of the scale. And what's not to like about being in power and total abundance of resources and no doubt about it and all the influence and relative ease with which one can affect one's other dynamics if one is in power? Really, power is logically uh, my favorite condition. It's probably the favorite condition of those who are tough and dedicated enough to work their way through the entire scale of conditions and formulas and ultimately arrive at the top. Sure, that's true. It's where we all want to be and where we all should want to be. But funnily enough, it seems that for some of us, the condition of danger holds, shall we say, a rather dangerous attraction. There is almost a rather perverse desire to put oneself in danger, and while admittedly it can be rather fun, such a penchant can also be very wearing on the other dynamics. Wives can get upset when husbands can't resist getting into a brawl or risking their neck at the end of some ladder that couldn't support a cat, never mind a 200-pound adult or, uh, you know, some hellraiser who just loves driving at breakneck speed through the city and risking lives of pedestrians and other motorists. Let's just say, if you love danger, love it responsibly, do it causatively, and of course, make sure you do the formula. But there is a particular scenario I wish to bring to your attention, and that is the business owner or executive who must love danger, apparently, because They're always creating danger conditions around them. How? By bypassing everyone. Whether these other people are in danger or not, whether that's the correct condition or not, they're in a chronic bypass of people. And uh, you get this guy that always has to be the hero and save the day, bypassing everyone to pull off the sales quota or pull off the project with might and main, staying up around the clock after all you incompetent mortals have screwed everything up. And of course they do. They carp and criticize all those around them for their incompetence, where if you examine what is happening 
They are actually the ones creating the danger condition. Now, as we covered in the last episode in this series, a person can run into a continuing series of dangers that recur again and again by simply failing to complete the danger formula. If you bypass the people involved in an area to handle the situation and any danger in it, which are the first two steps of the formula, and you never bother to do the rest of the formula by assigning the condition to those bypassed and getting them through their own danger formula, which again, we will go into a detail in our next episode, reorganizing the activity and adopting firm policy, etc. Well, of course, you're going to go right back into danger again. Sales are crashing. You go in there as the uh, business owner. You, you know, look for what's going on. You pick up the uh, sales that can be immediately pushed through. You get those all pushed through. You handle the desperate income situation that's, you know, in a dangerous situation for the organization. And you deal with all of that and you're bypassing everybody, but you never reorganize the activity like, okay, how are these guys getting trained? Are they being properly trained? Is there personal ethics that needs to be sorted out amongst these guys? And are they all being assigned danger and being worked through their formula? And have we adopted a firm policy so that it doesn't have to come to this point again? See, you got to complete the danger formula. Uh, look, a lot of us have handled dangerous situations in our lives, you know, and of course, when we do that, we generally bypass people and bypass normal habits and routines. And you're jumping in there with a bucket brigade and you're putting out the fires and you're doing whatever you got to do. But did you follow through or is the next barn going to burn down too? You follow because you didn't really, you know, get in there and do the investigation needed to find out who's responsible, assign them the condition and get them through the conditions and reorganize the activity and all that jazz. Yes, you're going to go back into danger again and again. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're talking about in this particular episode, okay? Here's the point of this episode. You can actually create a danger condition where there is no danger at all. And you do this whenever you start doing the danger formula by bypassing people. When you bypass people, you just did the first step of the danger formula. Remember that. So if you're bypassing people that don't need to be bypassed, you're automatically creating a danger condition because that is not the correct condition for the activity and it is not the correct formula to be applied. So the article from Mr. Hubbard, it's dated 15 January 1966 and it's called Hold the Form of the Org. Remember that org is the word we use. It's short for organization. So he's saying hold the form of the org. Don't bring about danger conditions. That's the name of the article. And uh, of course, if you've been listening to BusinessWise, you know that there is structure to organization. You have people who are responsible for, that's what makes an organization. You have individuals who are responsible for certain areas. If you uh, are building up your organization and you have a sales division, that means you have people who are specialized in sales. And generally, you have somebody over that area who's a director of sales or the sales manager or whatever you want to call them. And, you know, if you have series of technicians in your group, you've got doctors or physical therapists, or you've got mechanics, or you've got service personnel that are supposed to be taking care of the public, and they're messing up, and people are being upset. And But those are areas of responsibility, and you presumably have someone over that area that is responsible for that area. And of course, if they put those statistics into danger, you would bypass them whoever the manager is, and handle the area in any situation and the danger in it. But if you're holding the form of the organization, your communication to an area of an organization that's supposed to be taking care of business, sales, 
or handling finance or handling quality control or handling delivery, one would not necessarily bypass that manager. You're holding the form of the organization when you address the person responsible for that area of the organization. Do you see what I mean by that? that that's what is meant by holding the form of the organization. You are not bypassing them to address their juniors directly. All right. That is to get you familiar with this concept of hold the form of the org, that expression. Now, there's another term that's used in this article, and it's the term CHIT, C-H-I-T. Now, a CHIT is a four-letter word that describes an ethics report. An ethics report is a report of anything in violation of ethics policy. So if you're a smart business owner and you're building an organization based on the Hubbard Management System, you have very specific guidelines of do's and don'ts in your organization. It can go in your staff manual and so on. But if people are violating those policies, they can get a report written on them. That would be a what we call a chit. So, for instance, you have a salesman and he's offering illegal discounts to customers. He is violating ethics policy and he can receive a chit. But who should be chitting him? See, should you as a business owner be chitting the employee who is screwing up, or should you be chitting the executive responsible for that employee, the sales manager? This is the question we're going to address with this article, okay? So Mr. Hubbard starts the article this way. He says, as long as executives fail to hold firm the form and channels of the org, their own posts, and the org will be a confusion. Worse, it will cease to exist. Ever wonder why? Man, I thought I had a team and now I don't have a team and this organization just doesn't exist. It was just starting to form up and now it isn't and I've been struggling with this my whole life. In fact, I've given up on bringing on employees. I'm just going to do it all myself. I'm a one-man band. This, you know, line of work doesn't lend itself to building an organization, which of course is nonsense. But how did that happen? How did the organization go into non-existence? Which of course we cover non-existence as a condition. That is a condition below danger, right? So to repeat that sentence, he says, as long as executives fail to hold firm the form and channels of the org, their own posts and the org will be a confusion. Worse, it will cease to exist. Executives must insist upon the privileges and responsibilities of their posts and not permit bypass and misrouting. So if you are the sales manager and you see the owner wailing in there on the sales, you must insist. You've got to say, sir. All due respect, get the hell out of my area because this is my area of responsibility. And if you don't like what I'm doing, come and see me about it. But don't just start bypassing me because we're actually getting somewhere now. We're in emergency. We're not in normal yet. We're not in power, but we're not in danger either. I got this. You get it? So executives must insist upon the privileges and responsibilities of their posts and not permit bypass and misrouting. What would be misrouting? Well, you know, uh, the boss sends a note without going through 
the sales manager directly to a salesperson. That would be a misrouting of a communication. Be on the alert for Mrs. Smith's order. Well, who should that be going to? Should that be going to the salesman? Or should that be going to the sales manager? Or maybe you have a vice president in charge of sales and marketing, in which case the owner should not be bypassing the VP sales and marketing either. And they're actually now bypassing two echelons. You've got the vice president sales and marketing, you've got the sales manager, and you're going directly to the salesman. Wow, you just bypassed two whole echelons and you're putting them in non-existence. Okay, this next line, by the way, I believe I've used this before in earlier episodes. It's such an incredible line of know-how from L. Ron Hubbard. It's one of those lines you could definitely emblazon in reverse on the inside of your forehead, word for word, so you never forget it. He says, a whole org is run on statistics. It is not run on rumors. The more you follow statistics and the less you listen to rumor, the better off you will be. There you go. Letters of fire. The more you follow statistics and the less you listen to rumor, the better off you will be. Learn to become a rumor discarder. It's uh, not that easy. You can get some very alarming reports from people like Mrs. Smith is here and she's complaining about Joe Smith and uh, you know, this and that, and or she's complaining about Joe Dokes, the salesman, and, you know, we ought to take a look at what Joe Dokes is doing these days. No, don't take a look at what Joe Dokes is doing. Take a look at Joe Dokes' statistics. Make sure they're true. Make sure they're accurate. And uh, we covered that in earlier episodes, but he's got accurate stats, and they're going up. That's what you listen to. Those stats, not somebody trying to do Joe Dokes out of a job or get his position or just wants to create help in the business. You know, there are people like that, unfortunately. Okay. Strauber goes on to say this, orders are issued to form the org and better statistics, and that's all. Hey, look it, if the order doesn't better establish the organization, like, you know, clean up reception, that's a pretty valid order. It's going to put the form of the org there. It's going to better statistics, okay? Make sure you issue sales quotas to all the salespeople. Looks like it got missed last week. You know, that's a valid order. It's going to raise statistics or it's going to improve the form of the organization. Okay. If any order, this, by the way, is a good acid test for any order. You write an order, ask yourself, is this going to form the org better or is it going to better statistics? If not, why am I issuing this? All right. So he says, orders are issued to form the org and better statistics. And that's all. There are no other reasons for orders, chits, and upsets. And why write the chit? because I want to get back at that guy because he pissed me off. Well, that's not a very good reason. If the chit is not going to improve form of the organization or better statistics, why are you writing it? Okay, yeah, he, he, he was rude to you and you felt offended. Okay, well, did that influence statistics? Maybe it did. I don't know. Probably shouldn't have, you know. Why write it up? You want to issue chits. You want to issue orders. And if there is an upset, it better be an upset that's relevant to production and improving statistics or forming the org. Like, I don't think we need a new receptionist. I do. Well, why? And there's a row. There's an upset. Well, it might be a relevant upset if it results in a better form of the organization or if it results in, it results in better statistics. Otherwise, it's just an upset. It's just something being done that's distracting from putting the organization there 
and improving statistics. Okay. So then Mr. Hubbard goes into this. He says to hold the form of the organ is vital that in the article, he gives nine examples of, I'm not going to go into them all because there's terminology there that you're not familiar with, but suffice to say, if your salesmen are not performing and you are the business owner and you have a vice president of sales and marketing that is your direct junior that answers to you, who are you going to issue the order to to correct the salespeople? Now, beneath that person, you've also got a sales manager. Beneath that person, you've got four or five salespeople, okay? Who does the order go to? If you answer the vice president of sales and marketing, you're on point, okay? It does not go to the sales manager. It does not go to the salesperson. The order goes to your immediate junior, and their order goes to their, you know, the vice president of sales and marketing is now going to write an order to his or her sales manager who will then take it up with the salesperson. You follow? That's holding the form of the organization, and that is not creating bypasses. Bypass, by all means, if the statistics are in danger. In other words, they're crashing severely. But if they're down just a bit, or it's normal, or it's affluent, or a higher condition, you're not going to get in there and start wailing around and throwing your weight around. You're going to issue your order, and also, incidentally, your ethics report, your CHIT. You don't write it on the salesperson. Salesperson's messing up. Who should you be writing up as the business owner? Your vice president of sales and marketing. Like, I don't know what you're doing, Joe. You're letting it slip under there. You better fix it. You know, that's the order. Or you could write a report saying that, you know, my vice president of sales and marketing slipped up and he's been slipping up a couple of times. And uh, this is a report to bring to the attention of my Every organization should have an inspections and reports activity that's in Division 1. We're not going to get into that right now. I probably should do a whole episode on ethics reports and chits. Not doing it today. But, uh, but just be aware. The person, that the word we like to use is terminal. Terminal is a giver and receiver of communication who is responsible for containing a confusion, right? So that vice president of sales and marketing is responsible for containing the confusion of sales and marketing as it happens. But you've got a problem in your sales area, chit, the vice president sales and marketing. That's the moral of the story. Order, vice president sales and marketing. Do not bypass. Okay. So then he goes into the reason here. Mr. Harper goes into the reason. He says, danger conditions are handled on bypass. Where a danger condition is assigned, the senior can bypass anyone to get the job done and does. Okay, buddy. I'm sorry. Can't tolerate anymore. I'm bypassing. I'm getting involved. I'm the owner. Or maybe it's the vice president sales and marketing decides to bypass the sales manager, okay? Or maybe the sales manager bypasses the salesman and does the sale himself because it's being screwed up. There's a danger condition. I'm wearing that hat. I have to bypass, okay? Danger conditions are handled on bypass. Where a danger condition is assigned, the senior can bypass anyone to get the job done and does. Make sure if you do bypass, though, you assign the condition, right? So then he says the conditions in sequence are, then he goes from the top, six, power, five, power change. Haven't covered these yet. Four, affluence, three, normal, two, emergency, one, danger, zero, non-existence. We've covered non-existence. We're working on danger. We'll be doing emergency next. But realize we are climbing the conditions and we're going over their specific formulas. The goal is power. Danger is on the way up. By the way, just as an aside, just to to make this point, do not be afraid of danger. If you're starting a business or you're starting in a job, you are going to go through danger, buddy. 
you're going to go through danger, madam. You're just going to go through that formula. And so if things start feeling dangerous, go good. Things are feeling dangerous. Must be coming out of non-existence. People are starting to bypass me. People are starting to give me hell. And it's starting to feel a little scary around here. Good. You're coming out of non-existence. You're in danger. Do the formula. Danger is not to be avoided. It is a condition to be recognized and the formula executed. Because inevitably, as you start any activity, you're starting a new business, you're going to go through a danger phase with your business. As you get all giddy and excited as you come out of non-existence and you start making your first sales, and next thing you know, things are blowing up left and right, that's, let's just say, unavoidable. You're coming through that condition. I wish to make that point. I don't think I made it enough in the earlier episode. Okay. So then uh, he goes through the list of formulas from top to bottom. Then he says, this is very important. Listen to this. Okay. It is true of all conditions that if you use one lower, then you are in, you will bring the next lower one about. If you use a normal operation formula, when you are in affluence, you will certainly descend into emergency. Did you follow that? This is why it's so important to use statistics in managing your business or your, your area, because only with accurate statistics can you accurately establish what the condition of that area is in. Because if you misapply the formula and apply the wrong formula to the wrong condition, you will drop one condition below the one you are actually in. So he says, therefore, if you are in normal or emergency condition, this is Mr. Hubbard's words, we're continuing the article. Therefore, if you are in normal or emergency condition and start bypassing, you will quickly descend into danger condition. Statistics will drop steeply and achieve the only condition below danger, which is non-existence. Later on, Mr. Hubbard discovered the lower conditions or are conditions below non-existence, but in this article, the lowest condition he is citing here is non-existence. Goes on to say, thus, if you bypass, you infer the condition is danger when it isn't, and you drop the org or any portion of it into non-existence. You want to put your, your executives into non-existence? Bypass them all the time. You want to have all the work to yourself and all the quote-unquote glory and the headaches and the stress and be able to complain to your neighbors about how you can't find good employees anymore and you, know, you can't find trusted executives and you want to just bitch and moan? Good. Bypass everybody, no matter what condition they're in. And you will have that. You will have your reward. You will be able to revel in the danger formula. Some people are really, really good at doing the first few steps of danger. I know I'm pretty good at it. And I've known many others who are pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, it can be kind of like heroic. It can be kind of exciting and exhilarating in the moment. But it gets a bit old. And it doesn't just get old for you. It gets old for the people around you that are constantly being bypassed and put into non-existence and they will leave you. They will quit. They will betray you. They will drop in conditions. Okay? So don't do it. Don't bypass unless you are going to assign the danger and it's really called for by the circumstances, by the condition. Right? So he says, so don't bypass unless you are in danger condition. A danger condition exists, again, this is the article from Mr. Albert, he says a danger condition exists where statistics show continuing emergency 
or a steep, steep fall. Those are your indicators of a danger condition, by the way. It's been level or going down for quite a long time, continuing, or there's a suddenly a steep, steep fall. You better bypass in that situation. He says, if a danger condition exists, you handle the situation, bypass anyone at all, and then the personnel who ignored it. So if you bypass all the time, and then he gives examples of, again, you know, executives issuing to personnel two or three echelons below them. He says, so if you bypass all the time, you will infer a danger condition and get non-existence of the section, department, division, or the whole activity. And then he gives you the moral of the story. Moral, only when a danger condition exists should a senior bypass the command chain. So if you are only in emergency or only in normal operation or even affluence, don't bypass or you will crush statistics. L. Ron Hubbard. There you go. Thought it was rather important to cover this in a little more detail. We've touched on it in earlier episodes on danger. Uh, we're going to do one more episode on danger in this next week, and then we'll be all wrapped up with the condition of danger. But I definitely want to make sure you got this point so that you're not out there creating danger conditions nonstop, which I unfortunately have seen quite a bit of in my career. So, and of course, the common denominator is the person who is always critical of his personnel, how they're always leaving him, and his organization is continually going back into non-existence. Well, they're misapplying the danger formula. They're bypassing when they shouldn't. They are not completing the danger formula uh, or what have you. So they're continually bypassing and they're continually doing all the work themselves. And they wonder why they can never get time off and they can never get a life. Well, let this be a lesson to you. It's a very important lesson relating to that particular problem, okay? All right, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you're enjoying and learning from this continuing series on the conditions and their formulas. Please write us and let us know if you are having success. We've been getting quite a bit of feedback, but we love to hear more. Give us a like. Uh, obviously, if you like the episode, that always warms our hearts. And Remember, we're here for you. If you need our help on anything, write us info at wiseeastus.org. Info at wiseeastus.org. Write us. Let us know how you're getting along. We'll help you if we can. We usually can. If we can't help you ourselves directly, we can generally point you in the right direction. Someone who can just depends on what you're dealing with, right? But uh, no reason to be stuck in a condition of any sort, lower condition or otherwise should be scaling these formulas, scaling these conditions. Love to see you all in power and united, by the way, a united, powerful group. That's what we're trying to create here with WISE. What's actually what we are creating with WISE. I don't like to use the word try. We don't try around here. We just do. It's in progress. Many, many great members, many, many great successes. Let's know how you're doing. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again next week.